Hello and welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast where every Friday I share with you one story taken from my collection of many. Never listened before? Not a problem, as every story is unique in its own way. It really doesn't matter what episode you start off with, but I should warn you that some have said my stories are addicting. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, thanks for joining me here today. Today I have another great story lined up for you. The time is in the 60s. This story is all about a boy that wants nothing more from life than be alone with his father. Which is what happens, but along the way he soon finds out that life isn't always fair. I hope you enjoy How Things Change. I have written many stories about my old dad along with others that took part in my life, but it seems that just when I think I have told all there is to tell, something else comes to mind. This story is about that something else. It just popped into my head. So I kind of figured that since it came so easily to me, why not share it with you? It was a warm summer day and looking down the old gravel road I spotted a cloud of dust stretching into the sky. Right off I knew it must be dad coming home with a truck loaded down with fruit. On Friday afternoons he usually went around other farms and bought fruit that he didn't grow himself to add to his so he could take it to market which was located in a small town in northern Ontario, Canada. The market was a good distance from home and being so far away he usually left very early in the morning so he could be there in time. He also didn't like to push the old truck too fast as the roads back then weren't as nice as they are today. He also said that care needed to be taken so that the fruit like peaches wouldn't get bruised. Anyways, I watched as the dust in the sky got closer and in a few minutes Dad's old Ford truck came into view. He drove it ever so carefully into our driveway and stopped it under a couple of sycamore trees where there was a gas tank. That's where he always parked it as it had to be filled with fuel for the long drive come morning. It was also a good place to park as the huge trees kept the fruit cool from the afternoon sun. Seeing him, I ran down the driveway to catch a ride as I couldn't wait to see him. He slowed the truck down and I jumped in. So how's things going today, he asked. Pretty good, I said. I just got out of school. I thought I might have been able to catch a ride with you on the way home. Well, when I got to the last stop, No one was at home, so I had to wait for a bit. I'm sorry about that. Other than that, I would have probably seen you. Doesn't matter, Dad. It wasn't as if it was raining, and I actually enjoyed the walk home today. But it sure wasn't as nice as it would have been riding with you in the truck. What I was wondering, though, do you think I could come with you tomorrow when you go to market? I really would like to go. He looked at me and smiled and said, well, let it, never let it be said, I, I stopped a man from working. Sure, I don't see any reason you can't come along, and being that we have a lot of fruit this trip, I could use the help. Thing is, though, we're going to leave right after supper, as I have some extra stops along the, along the way this trip. Sounds good to me, I said, and jumped out of the old truck. The next job was mine, which was filling up the truck with fuel. I like doing that. I took the gas cap off the, t- off the tank on the truck and put the nozzle in from the fuel tank. 
It was a hand pump, and I knew it would take me a while. When I was finished, I went into the house and washed my hands. Supper was ready, and I sat down with Dad to eat. When we ate, there wasn't much much talking usually, but occasionally Dad would do some chatting, and I, well, I listened. While we ate and Dad chatted, my stepmother made us sandwiches, a couple sandwiches each, and a large thermos of coffee for the trip to market. After we finished eating, we both got cleaned up and changed our clothes, said goodbye, and, well, we were off. It was a long drive to market, about 150 miles, and not by today's standards, but back then, as I said earlier, the roads weren't as good as they are today. Not to forget that the trucks and cars weren't being built like they are today, neither. The first stop, which was my favorite, was about a couple hours into our trip. Along one stretch of the road, there was a small hot dog stand. It seemed that no matter how full a fellow was, he just couldn't say no to one of them hot dogs, at least for Dad and me. When getting close, Dad pulled the old truck over to the side of the road, and we went in. Dad had been stopped there. Dad had been stopping there for the past ten years or so, and the old fellow that owned the place knew him right away. What's it going to be today, Earl? As if I don't know. The same, Frank. One of your famous hot dogs with all the trimmings, and one for the boy here too. He has a lot of work to do tomorrow, and will be needing all the strength he can get. I got some news today, Earl. I should mention that that was my dad's name. My son isn't doing so well out west, and I will be going out to see him next week. Anything I can do to help Frank? No, he needs some help to run the farm, or at least that's what he tells me. So how long are you going for? Well, that's it. I'm not going to be coming back. This here business has been good to me all these years, but they're building up all around me. By the looks of things, in about a year... I don't think I'll be able to make a living. I have been giving it some thought for a while now, and I decided to stay out there with him. He agreed, so I think that is what I'm going to do. And since the wife passed on, it hasn't been the same around here anyway. I'm going to miss you, Frank, but I don't blame you. Things are changing all over. You're right there, he said. Dad talked for a bit while I ate my hot dog, and... Then Dad said his goodbyes, and we left. From that day forward, we never seen Frank again. I missed that hot dog stand. I often wondered, too, what, how he made out with living with his son. For a while, Dad didn't say anything. I looked over at him, and I could see the glossiness in his eyes. I have to tell you, looking at my old dad made me feel sad, too. After a few miles down the road, he started to talk, which eased the tension. A couple hours later, and we were at our second stop. This time, though, it was for business. On arriving, Dad pulled the truck up close to an old general store and stopped. He got out of the truck and went inside. Within a few minutes, he came out. He opened up the door and told me to climb up in the back of the truck and hand down around 15 baskets of peaches and 10 baskets of pears which kind of made me feel good knowing I could help out. Dad had been stopping there for a lot of years selling his produce. I proceeded to hand down the fruit, and soon we were finished. 
I went inside, with the, and the lady of the store asked if I would like an ice cream cone. You bet I would, I replied. I wasn't going to pass that up. Hot dogs are good, but ice cream, ice cream was even better, at least on a warm evening like it was that night. And back then, they knew how to make ice cream, let me tell you. I told her chocolate, and she scooped me out the biggest one I've ever seen. With ice cream in hand, I sat down on an old box and waited for Dad to come in. While I was sitting there, I could hear Dad talking as it was a nice night and the door was open. Listen, Earl, I hate to say this, being that we have been friends for so many years, but we won't be needing any more fruit from now on, as the wife and I are closing our doors next week. A big chain store moved in this year, and we can't make ends meet. I have decided to sell while we can, and the money I get from the store, well, we're going to retire. We both know it will be hard, but we can't keep this up any longer. Darn, said Dad. I sure hate to see you close. Your wife and you have put your whole life into this business. It isn't right that these big companies come in and take away what you took so long to build. We don't like it either, Earl, but it's over for us, and probably for a lot of other businesses, too. Well, Dad, he talked for a while longer, and then we were on our way. After I heard the news, my ice cream didn't taste so good anymore. Once again, it was quiet inside the old truck. We stopped at a few more places along the way, and about ten miles from market, Dad pulled the truck off to the side of the road took out a blanket, picked a nice spot under an old tree, and spread it out on the ground. There we, there we would sleep until morning. I laid there for a few minutes, just looking into the night sky. I never knew there were so many stars. It was a beautiful night, weather-wise. Listening to the crickets, I soon drifted off to sleep. The next thing I heard was Dad opening the door of the truck. I got up, folded up the blanket, and got in. About a half an hour later, we pulled into our stall in the market, where we always did. Dad situated the truck so that we could work out of the back of it, and we started to unload the fruit. We set up a small table for the smaller baskets and bags and things, and a few minutes later, people started to come. It seemed that Dad knew almost all of them, and rightly so, I guess, as he had been coming to the same spot for years. He actually helped start the market in the beginning, as there was no one bringing fresh fruit to this far north, other than him. Before the market, in his early days, he even went around door to door and delivered his fruit. Anyways, nearing three o'clock in the afternoon, I was thinking we would soon be getting ready to leave. Business had been good, too, which I knew would make Dad a bit happier. I was just about to unload the rest of the pizzas when... Dad told me to leave them, as he had them sold through a store on the outskirts of town, and we would deliver them after we finished up here. The day wore on, and an hour or so later, Dad said I should start packing things up. Thinking about things, we never ever had problems selling our fruit and things, as Dad made sure he gave the people what they wanted. He brought only the best to the market. He also didn't go overboard too much with his pricing, as he knew that these people were hard-working people like himself, and they didn't have too much money to spend. Times were tough back then. We put the racks and things back into the truck, cleaned up around where the truck was sitting, and we were on our way. 
In no time at all, we pulled into the store's parking lot that ordered the peaches. Dad went inside. I waited in the truck and watched. From where I was sitting, I could see Dad waving his arms. And once again, I knew there was something wrong. Now what's the matter, I thought. A few minutes later, Dad came out and slammed the door behind him. Right behind him was a fellow that owned the store. I'm sorry, Earl, I could hear him say. What was I to do? This other company gave me a better price than you, so I bought their peaches. You would have done the same. Dad turned around and looked him right in the eye, and he said, No, Jim, I wouldn't have done what you did. I would have sold out. I wouldn't have not sold out an old friend that has brought your fruit when there was no one else doing it, bringing it to you in all kinds of weather, too. I was always there for you all these years, and now you start buying from someone else just because he has a bit better price? You know, Jim, it's not the buying of the peaches that bothers me as much as I thought we were pretty good friends all these years. Well, you showed me your two colors, and I now don't want to have anything more to do with you or your store. But I'll tell you this, Jim, this isn't over, not for a long shot. What do you mean by that, Earl? You'll see, you'll see, and that is all Dad said. He then got back into the truck, and I could see a few tears in his eyes. My stomach was just a churn, and I felt so bad for my dad. He backed the truck out of the parking lot, and we went back to market. No one else was there other than a few people walking around. Dad pulled the truck into his spot and started to unload the peaches that was left. I helped him. He talked to a few people and told them what had happened, reluctantly, as to why he was back. Then what happened was like a miracle took place. People started to come by, bought and went back and told other people, and in no time at all, we were sold out. Glancing at Dad, I could see a bit of a smile on his face, which made me feel good. About an hour later, we were on our way. Dad pulled himself together and... Truth be told, we had a great trip we had a great trip home with him telling me stories all the way. Anyways, I wrote this story as it has been bothering me all these years and I felt that sharing it would make me feel better. And you know what? It did. Oh, when Dad told Jim that it wasn't over, well it wasn't by far. A few weeks later Dad built and opened a fruit stand about a block away from Jim's grocery store and he sold fruit there for about five years. Jim never sold any fruit after that. It's when the farmers, along with the people in town, heard what had happened, they all bought up off of us from that day on. In closing, I would have to say this. Life does change, I grant you that, but the good in some people never change. Dad did well for a lot of years, but soon it got too hard for him to make a living trying to compete with all the other big stores that moved into the area. They eventually put him out of business too. One last thing relating to what occurred. On the way home, I remember Dad saying to me, George, there is one thing that you have to remember, and that is that life is unpredictable, and you never know what is coming next. Never get too comfortable, and always be ready for change. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, 
and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at any time at stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time. Stories at keepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.